0: We were learning the moral Pirkavus, and Pirkei we started examining the Mishnah, and Yashub bin Prakhir tells us the way to interact with other people, about making oneself a love, finding oneself a friend, and judging everyone across the crossroads. So let's continue from there. The paragraph which begins, Hine these three things define how a person interacts with other people out of his own home. Shebaloma tells us he should choose himself a Rav even if it's not the perfect example of a Rav it's not someone who's a god in every way but someone that there are areas one can learn from so in those areas a person can make a person his Rav. And somebody by a friend A person can be a good friend, even if not in every way is he exactly similar. People who he feels are beneath him and therefore it's not appropriate to them as friends. A person doesn't necessarily have to be similar enough to me that I consider him a friend, but it doesn't mean he's a bad person. We say, a person can meet someone and they aren't for each other, but they're still good people. And therefore, done someone a kavshchos doesn't mean if it's not for me, then there's something wrong with them, then they're not good people. Even people who aren't going to be in my circle of friends, or those people are considered my teachers, but I can still done them a kavshchos many, And therefore we saw that when in meeting someone else, one can relate to the other party as a friend, one can relate to the other party as a teacher. But to take the position of, I'm going to take you as a Talmud, is not appropriate. That's for the, the other person to decide that I want to learn, not for me to decide I'm going to So to relate to you as a student. And that's why he sums up. He says, If that's the case, people can be put into three categories. Someone looks, people that a person considers as having a mind above his own, like a Rav, someone he sees above him. People who similar to him, people who consider his, his friends. Even if a person feels meeting someone that he's in a higher level than that other person is, and nevertheless, and what's the important point over here? To judge someone the Klafshus could be one of two ways. It could be either subjective or it could be objective. Subjective means could be the person's right. And objective means, even if I don't think he's right, but it could be for him, that's an achievement. Or for him, that's what Hashem expect from him. And therefore, I don't look at him as khayv, I don't look at him as being liable, even if I don't think what he's doing is right. And therefore, when we're talking about Daniel Khaf's for a person, it could be in the sense of, I can look at what they're doing positively, maybe what they're doing is correct. And even if it's somebody who I think what they're doing is not correct, but maybe for that person, for that person, you know, you don't know his circumstances, you don't know his background, you don't know his Nisianus. So I can still judge him in the context that I don't look at what he's doing as making him a Russian. And therefore, even a person who I don't think is on the level that it would be wise for me to interact with him, but it doesn't mean, therefore, I'm branding him as a Russian. It could be in his circumstances he's doing well, or it could be that's what, with his Nisianus, more than expected. But the way to look at it is from my point of view, and that is, is it right for me? Maybe not. Is it right for him? I can still judge him in the kapskos. Qara david b'zeh, That teaches a person Muslim has to interact with other people. Adam bilvad A person can't be on his own, nirakeh shqibur ya'briyas Laqadad shayro But, there's interaction with other people. That's the nature of a person, the says this as well. When a person is medini, which means he's made to interact with other people. A person doesn't do well in isolation. Without interacting with other people, and therefore, part of the shlemes of a person is how to relate to other people. And I can relate to other people, the rav as a teacher, the as a friend, as people who I can interact with, even if they're not going to be necessarily my friends. And now we come to the Yisai that Mara wants to get to. And that is, like we saw, and he says that all the Zugas really are elaborating on the principle of Antigonus, Yisai and that is how to balance what's avoided between Avas Hashem and here is Shemayim. And therefore, what we're talking about now of making myself a teacher and a friend, we have to see now in the context of how does this become an expression of Avas Hashem. So the Mara tells us that even though it's not the same as the middle of the Chachamim we saw before, when we saw Yesh Ben said that a person should invite the chacham yador, the greatest of the generation, to his home. And therefore, we saw that the level of Dvekos, the way a person connects to Hashem, is by connecting to the Chachamim. And we saw the reason for that is because meeting or interacting with the Chachamim broadens one's horizons of what greatness is, like we spoke about. That brings me a little bit closer to understanding the greatness of Hashem. And it doesn't apply to other people. A person who is my equal, my contemporary, or even someone who is less than me, isn't going to raise my level of understanding of greatness of Hashem. But here's a different reason why being connecting to people is an expression of Abbas Hashem. But well, it says also in the mention later on about Aaron HaKoyin, that there's a concept of called being Oyevah loving people. And why is that an expression of Oyevah Hashem? So let's first see what the Mara writes, and we'll try to explain it by Hashem. And the Mara writes, he says, He says, In the previous pair, the Zugas, we spoke about loving Chachomim, that was talking about the Magdalim, Magdolim, Magdoliyador, Fievel who everyone expects, looks apt to, so that's great. Well, here's the idea, sir, and then yeshub in prayer comes to the other level. Shalom, yeh meh mani leploni, Li k'dayli liya yisrav. Watch the person, is not Kaday to be my rav. For ene k'dayli is ploni or it doesn't deserve to be my friend. Or, or Plani ase chayt Rasha. I see someone did something wrong, and thereby I'll write him off as a rasha. That's not right. The person should be Makarif, and draw people close and not distance them. And why is that an example of Avas Hashem? So the answer is appreciating Hashem is something we can't appreciate Hashem's essence. This is something which we all know well. Rather we can look to see what Hashem does, Our Hashem, how Hashem acts. We can appreciate His purpose creation. And we have all of the famous rule, whatever Hashem does is good. And therefore appreciating Hashem is appreciating the goodness that He does. Or that in seeing in everything the good that He does. And if that's the case, part of appreciating what Hashem does is good, is looking at what Hashem does and seeing it's good. So what does Hashem do? Hashem creates. Hashem creates people. And if we're looking at the people who are Hashem's creation, looking at them positively, is really appreciating Hashem's creation. I see what Hashem creates as something good, as something positive. Whereas if a person's looking at the Bria's Hashem created and seeing it as something bad, then rather than saying what Hashem created is good, I'm really looking at what Hashem created and seeing it as bad. And this brings us to the biggest side, which is true psychologically as well. And that is, a big part of how a person relates to or views somebody else, is not just the factual situation of the other person, but it's the way that they're going to look at them, their perspective on the other person. This is a well-known principle in psychology also, and that is, A person's way of of relating to another person isn't only factual. A lot of it is also based on the perspective they have on someone else. And therefore, if it's the same situation, the same person, the same activity, but if it's somebody that I have an interest in looking at it as a positive thing, so I'll see it in a positive light. And if it's somebody that I have a negative perspective on, I'll see it negatively. And that's, that's because my perspective colors the way I see things. And therefore, being as no one's perfect, I can always look to see what's good and focus on that, or I can look to see what's bad and focus on that. And if I'm looking at the world with a negative lens, so I'm going to see the bad in everything. The person who considers a rough, what this person's not perfect. I've seen things he's not perfect. So that's enough in my eyes, so to speak, to render the person as incompetent. To consider this person as a friend, I look at them with a critical analysis, and I can can point out what's wrong with them. My friends, I want something better. And even random people, who I look at, if I'm going to look with from the lens of trying to find what's wrong with them, so I'm going to find something. And then that's a bad person. Then that's a way to, of being done the like kafreva. Looking for what's bad and deciding based on that that's what the person is. You always ask the question. The person who does something's right and something's wrong. So, which way do you call? What do you call him? Do you call him a good person who makes mistakes? Or do you call him a bad person who sometimes gets things right? Neither one is falsifying the facts, it's just interpreting them. And therefore, the oevis abrius, the person who likes other people, naturally looks at people in a good light. Not that I'm blinded to their faults. Well, I'm too gullible to aware what about someone what's wrong with him. But my natural inclination is to look at people as being as him good, as being good people. Yes, not perfect, but we know of us are perfect. And therefore, even the person who I have seen I can see has done things wrong. I can say inherently he's a he's a good person. He's made mistakes, and I can look at the matters of someone to see it's worth my becoming their friend because I can see all their good points even if it's not perfect. Whereas the person who always looks negative, negatively at everyone, he'll never find the rough. Because any person who's not an absolute malach has things wrong with them, and the person's going to look for that. i, said, I couldn't, I couldn't learn from, learn from someone who's not perfect. I found, them, I found their faults. No one's good enough for them to be their friend. And everybody they see is the as being bad. I remember hearing from one of the Meshkikim once. When he was in yeshiva, there were certain older boys who were considered to be excellent learners, top top students, top top medium. And the years went by and they never got married. They were given hundreds of options, they met lots and lots of girls and they remained single. And once... In, in Avad, one of my mashkikhs spoke about this phenomenon. And he said, the problem isn't that there's something wrong, so to speak, with them. The problem is the fact that they see something wrong with everyone else. In other words, if a person is looking at a shidduch, but with the perspective of, I'm going to find out why, what's wrong with the shidduch. I'm going to check from the point of view of trying to see, is this person perfect or can I find something wrong with him? Then I'll always find something wrong. And if my mindset is, I'm only going to marry somebody I consider perfect, I'll never get married. No one's perfect. But the starting point was trying to find the mistake, trying to find the fault, trying to find the weakness. And the better I get at it, the more quickly I can say no to people because... I can find more. I uh, have more, uh, more skill to try to find in which ways a person is not good, and that's what the Ma'aral is saying here. If a person wants to relate to other people well, then he looks to learn from people because he sees the strengths they have, even though there might be other areas that don't have strengths, and he looks to make friends because he can see the benef- what's beneficial about the relationship, even though there might be other areas where the person isn't the perfect the perfect candidate as a friend because I'm done the kastos, which means I see people inherently as being good and that comes from Avas Hashem. because if I look at Hashem's world as a good world what Hashem does is good then I have the default position for everything is it's good of course people can be makalkal themselves a person has b'chira and a person can make himself bad but that's a particular case of a rasha the average person I don't assume is in that category the average person put in the category of what Hashem created is good. And therefore I look at everything as being something which is good. And therefore Avasabrias is an extension of Let's seeing seeing in practical terms the concept of whatever Hashem does is for the good. Now the Maras and other points. And he says, the connection between these things we can say another idea. If a person wants to have a Rav or a friend, so the idea is someone who's going to remain a friend. Someone who's going to remain a rav. It's not like a once off casual encounter where I could learn from that person and we're never going to meet again. But rather acquiring a friend is a lifelong acquisition. It's a friend who remains and is able to grow together with someone over the course of a lifetime. And in order to do that, in order to maintain the connection to a Rav, or to maintain the relationship with the friend, someone remains. a friend, The friendship is going The friendship is going to remain. What's a proper love, a proper friend is that That is a friendship which lasts a lifetime. It doesn't just become the friend of the person, it becomes the friend of his children too. It's cemented a mental relationship which can last through different generations. Someone who is your friend and your father's friend. Such a long lasting friendship. So do everything not to abandon such a friend. A real friend is an old friend. Not just someone a person you just began, began to strike a relationship with. And in order to keep old friendships, what's necessary is to be done the Kavskos. And the Kavskos even applies to the people you're close to. Why? The more a person gets used to somebody and they have to do with them, because of the closeness, there will always be times where a person will feel slighted, will feel hurt, will feel ignored, will, will feel he's been wronged by those people who are close to him, and if therefore the, the person is going to feel that my friend, my partner, my spouse, my love, whatever it's going to be has done the rusong to me intended to mean to say that in a way which was meant to be nasty, was trying was trying to trying to hurt me, trying to harm me, whatever it's going to be. So that's going to end the friendship. And therefore what maintains the friendship is the, the being done in the kapskus. Being done in the kapskus and once again, we said before there are two ways to dance the kapskus. The one way is subjective, the other is objective. Subjective could be it's not as bad as I think. Maybe there's a different explanation for what happened. And therefore, maybe the other person is really right. I'm just looking at it the wrong way. That's one kind of lekafschus. And the other lekafschus is, even if they're wrong, objectively, but maybe this wasn't what was meant. And by a friend, or by a teacher, or by someone who's in a close relationship, so, in a way, it's easier to be done with kapskos. Because my starting position is, the other person isn't out to get me. I don't imagine they're trying to harm me, they're trying to hurt me. They're trying to cause me terror. And therefore, that's the starting position. So why did they say that? So why did they do that? So why, didn't, why did they forget what they were meant to do? Whatever other reason or other complaint they might have. And that makes me think, maybe there must be another explanation. If I trust the relationship, it means I trust that the other person isn't deliberately trying to harm me. And if that's the case, so even if I would take things in the context where they sounded like something which was said, which was hurtful, something which was done, which was deliberate. But the in that case makes me look for an explanation which either it wasn't bad, or if at least it wasn't intended. And this is a principle in halach which the Chavetz Chaim brings down here and that is my obligation to judge someone in the context of someone I'm close to is different to my obligation to judge a random stranger a random stranger, there's no background I don't know anything about him and therefore in cases where I don't know anything I can assume a positive explanation but if it looks to me like he is trying to harm me or he is trying to Hurt me. Maybe that's the case. Whereas somebody that already has a track record of being a friend, of being someone close to, of being someone who's interested in helping me too, so then I have to go much further to try and understand that what they done, what they did, what they did or said, wasn't intended in a way which was meant to be something which would end the relationship. Here I have the history of my relationship with that person to rely on, but I can assume that that's not the case, and therefore. To judge everybody favorably is true, but how much I have to look to judge someone favorably will depend on the person. And then again, for the average person, I don't know. So the starting position—they're probably good people. People can make mistakes, but my, my assumption, until I know otherwise, is that the is a good person. But somebody I'm close to, the so machiv to judge the becomes much greater because because I can I have a record of this person doing the right thing being a good friend. So I would assume that's what they're doing here too. I have a chazaka. And the same thing applies when it comes to the Chavetz Chaim Paskins, that if the person I'm dealing with is somebody who I know to be a Tamil Chacham, so then again, if I see him doing something, which to me seems that he's doing the wrong thing, I have to try that much harder to find an explanation to judge him the yeah, For the same reason, I have a chazaka. I already have a history of this person, I know that he's a good person, I know that he's the person who does the right thing, and therefore I have to try harder to see what he's doing now, the right thing as well. Whereas a person I don't know at all, so then of course, in the case of that, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and assume he meant well, or assume that what he was doing was right, but here it doesn't have that same khiyuv to be judged like khaf's because here there isn't the same history, in the case of another person at all, so I don't have the same history to rely on that makes me assume it must be that he's doing the right thing. Anyway, what the morale says in both of these cases, we have the explanation of the Mishnah. Either in the context of judging other people favorably means even people I don't have a relationship with, but nevertheless I don't have to look at them as, if they're not right for me then there's something wrong with them, or even with the people I am close to, being ju- being able to judge them, the like, kafskos, is what makes the relationship survive the inevitable misunderstandings or Differences of opinion which are going to arise, and in that case the obligation to judge the kashos is even more. And that's the mara finishes. He says, is a zebaro." It's clear that that's also understood as an interpretation of the Mishnah. Perhaps there's one last fascinating point you can add the Tanna who authored the Mishnah is Rabbi Prachya. We don't know much about Rabbi Shabim Prachya except for one story that Gemara tells us about. And the story that Gemara tells us about Rabbi Shabim Prachya was that near the Talmud, he had a Talmud who became infamous as Yeshua tree. And the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that even when it's necessary to rebuke a student one should never, to use the Gemara's expression, push him away with both hands that's what Elisha did to Gehazi and it caused Gehazi to abandon the Yiddish kind and become a priest father he desires that's what the Gemara says, you imprahed to Yeshua and Yitzri, and that turned him away and caused him to found his own religion what was the story? The Gemara says one time Rabbi bishop in Prakhya was in a certain inn together with his students. The Aramaic word for an inn is a Pundakisa. So Rabbi bishop commented to his students what a nice Pundakisa, what a nice inn it is. And Yeshua understood the word Pundakisa to be relating to the lady who ran in, the proprietress, which could also be understood as Pundakisa. And he said to Bishiv Imprachya, she's not so nice, her eyes aren't pretty. And when Bishiv was shocked that his student was thinking about the physical beauty of a person rather than what he was talking about was the place, and he distanced him. he didn't feel it was appropriate to be a student. So the first thing we see is Rabbi Shobin own outok and that is what was the in, they were in, perfect and doesn't know. But his starting point was look at the positive of it. What a nice punduk it is. And that was the first failing of his student, even if he had misunderstood his rabbi. I thought he was talking about the lady who ran the inn, but one doesn't look at things positively or negatively. But perhaps the lesson of Yashur ibn learned for himself from the incident was, even if someone isn't appropriate to be a Talmud, but nevertheless, I says it's not correct to push him away with both hands. To distance him completely. And that's what we showed me teachers in the mission. When you're relating to other people, whatever capacity it's going to be, you can choose to see an element which is good. And if that's the case, you're never going to get to the stage where you completely distance somebody. You completely distance somebody, because then the consequences, as you saw from his own students experience can be much more much more devastating and why is it an ava Hashem? because one can look at it as at the end of the day this is something Hashem created and if it's something Hashem created then we can't look at it as totally bad how good it is and depending on the, and based on that, how much a person has to uh, or wants to connect to it or be involved in it Depend on the case, it will depend on the, ha, ha, what, what positive benefits a person sees something as having. But to look at something as completely bad would be, so to speak, in some way, to look down on the bread that Hashem created. And for the person who does do that, nothing's ever good enough. We know that people think if they have us, you know, if we were today, I could tell them what they are, but if we would have been a different dough. Rashi, whoever you want to mention, ah, that will be different. But it's not true. It's not true. The same people who have complained about the Gedolim of today will have complained about the Gedolim of then. This goes back to Moshe himself, the greatest leader we ever had. And there were people who complained about Moshe too. When a person is looking to find what's bad about something, it's an outlook which will never allow him to see good. Whereas if a person is looking to find what's good, so then even if he can see the both sides to a, to, to a person, but he's never going to judge it as being completely bad.